last year, I remember being in a one person actually asking, why are you here kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so, I'm like, why are you here? <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's something that you always need to remind yourself that, hey, I'm here because of A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. I'm here because you're I, badass. Exactly. I'm here because you can look <laughs> at my resume and, you know, fill the dots. Hello, everybody, and welcome to B-Squared C, a podcast celebrating the stories of women of color in the corporate world. I am your host, Nancy, and I hope everyone is safe and sane, wherever you're listening to this from. Happy October, everybody, and I'm excited to introduce you to our guest this month. Meet Faith Opio, whose job, whose job title I was so curious about, I had to have her on the podcast to talk about it. The woman is a threat hunter. And I was like, do we live in the Matrix or something like that? And you have to listen to the episode to know what that is, actually, if you've never heard of such an intricate um, job title. Uh, Born and raised in Kenya, Faith's journey uh, took her to Russia, where she studied and also lived for about 10 years or so. And she's had several career pivots um, in which she made some very, very interesting choices that are very inspiring to hear about. And now she is a black woman in a pretty unique space in tech that you don't see a lot of us in there. Faith just blew me away with the kind of confidence and resilience that she has moved through life with and she has shown time and again that she is the master of her own fate we talked about her experiences um, moving to russia learning the language enduring racism and hustling to start her career as well as now fighting imposter syndrome faith continues to believe in her dreams and that they are just as valid as the next person despite her background and I can't wait for you to hear the rest of her story now don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it from and be that amazing friend and colleague who shares good things with the people in your life I promise you they will love you for it without further ado here is Faith's story Hey. <laughs> Finally we meet, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my god, we have tried to sketch this a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I guess moved it four times or three times. <laughs> yes. Yes. I I am so happy though that we finally made it. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. Um busy, but good. Good yeah? busy. Yeah. <laughs> um what have you been up to lately? Yeah, so um, I've actually just moved departments within within IBM and Mm -hmm. uh, just settling in. It's it's basically, I call it my new old job. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Ooh, um, I'm excited to hear more about it um, as well. But thank you for replying to my cold call email on LinkedIn. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I'm how kind. we found each other, right? Now, yeah, this podcast so. um, has been really helping me grow my, my network in the Netherlands. And I was so excited to see you. And I can't wait to share with our audience what you do. That is so cool that I didn't even know was a thing <laughs> before <laughs> this. Um, without further ado, let's get into our uh, conversation. Yeah. Uh, Faith, can you introduce yourself to our audience with three stories or significant things or pivotal moments in your life, personal or professional, that have defined you? Yeah. So uh, my name is Faith Okio. I am Kenyan, uh, born and raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2006, I moved countries to Russia. Um, and that's where I did my bachelor's and my master's degree. So I lived in Russia for around uh, nine to 10 years before moving to the Netherlands five years ago. So that is an important part of my life um, that I am terribly proud of. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because not very many people speak Russian. Yeah. Uh, so um, an- another important thing, I think, uh, for me is the fact that very early in my, while I was a child, I did mm-hmm. lose my parents. Okay. So that also, you know, uh, defines who I am and how I do things because you don't really have someone to depend on that much. Mm-hmm. Right. You, have, you, you, you learn to you learn to be to to carry things yourself and uh, right. and uh, not really depend on uh, many people and i guess the other thing that has been important the fact that i am a woman in uh, a black woman in technology black woman uh, in technology <laughs> yeah that uh, and not just in technology now i'm mm-hmm. in security um mm-hmm. you don't get to see that many people around uh probably in the us it's easier um, right but at least for the years that i have been as a network engineer or as a security engineer i haven't really come across or i do not know someone myself like you right know, um that is that has been in my path so that's I think uh, also an important thing in my life wow thank you for sharing uh those three great things first of all I'm sorry to hear about your parents life happens right but I yeah, do yeah. understand how it makes you independent um and makes you someone who yeah really carries everything for for themselves uh, definitely being a woman in tech, that's that's unique, especially for the things that you do. So I'm excited to share uh, that with the, with the audience. But let's start with Russia. Yeah. <laughs> How did Russia happen? <laughs> so when I finished school, high school mm-hmm. in uh, Kenya, I knew that I need for me to go to university. I obviously I, I had qualified for a Kenyan university, but mm-hmm. in Kenya at that time, I don't know whether things have changed right now, which I doubt you had to wait for one and a half years before you actually go into university. So once I finished my high school, I thought I want, I would like to go to study outside the country, you know, okay. in the U S in the, uh, in the UK, in mm-hmm. Japan, Mm-hmm. you know name it but who's gonna pay for it right and I was living I, I was living with my auntie and I know that she would probably have done something about it but I you know I was just used to planning ahead mm-hmm. so I thought I need to 
try and look for a scholarship and I don't care where I'm going to go. I just mm-hmm. need a scholarship to go and study outside the country. So I, I started applying. I applied to the US. I applied to, to the UK. I think I applied to Stanford. Anyway, there was a letter that uh, that came in, but mm-hmm. the tuition fee was going to cost <laughs> leg. And I needed that everything price to be tag. free. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I needed mm-hmm. everything to be free. So I, I just con- continued applying. I kept applying. And every time, you know, things just weren't working out. And then I saw scholarships to, to, to Russia. So mm-hmm. the Russian government um, every year gave 23 places mm-hmm. for high performers. And... I was I was a high performer, so I decided, okay, you know, I I think I qualify for this. Let me just apply, and I didn't really at that at that time I didn't care what uh, what education I was gonna get. I just I knew that I wanted to do engineering, but mm-hmm. for me it didn't really matter. I would just choose from the options that were there. So there right. were a couple of options, and I was like, yeah, let me apply for telecommunication engineering, and I um, yeah I got in. That's how it happened. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) What a story. Uh, I love the the resilience that already shines out about you, right? Uh, When it comes to that and um, and really going after what you want uh, in this case. I remember when, you know, when I applied my, I remember my uncle saying that, uh, no, it's, it's not a good thing. And then even other people were saying that, you know, this is Russia, you're going to Russia and it's racist. Why would you Mm -hmm. go to that? You know, it wasn't, it was frowned upon, Mm -hmm. but then I remember talking to my auntie and I said, I would really like to go. And she Mm -hmm. said, that's what you want. Mm -hmm. I'll get you there. So my auntie said yes, and that's how I ended Yes, up. auntie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love her. I love her believing in you like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she, she's played a very uh, important role uh, in my life uh, because she uh-huh. is also very resilient and she uh-huh. has been the one who's been taking care of the family. So, Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. All right, question about Russia. So was it racist? <laughs> Oh God, you're too direct. <laughs> hey, um, your family was like, it's racist, don't go there. And you were like, I'm gonna go. So I, what was yeah. it like? Actually? I won't lie. It was not easy. Mm-hmm. It was not easy. I remember uh my te- my teacher actually um when I went so the first Six months, I was immersed in the Russian language because girl right. left Kenya without even knowing how to say "привет." Yeah, so I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know "hello," whatever. So I was immersed in the language for the the for, for the first six months, and mm-hmm. the the language teacher, she was around my age mate at that time. I think probably she was like twenty two, and I was probably eighteen, nineteen, mm-hmm. and. She asked me, she actually asked me this question. <laughs> I remember it. I can't like, wait. Oh I can't wait. Yeah. So she asked me, uh, so in Kenya, do you have houses or do you sleep in trees? <laughs> do you know what I told her? First, I was so shocked, but do you know what I told her? Mm-hmm. What did you say? Everyone has their own tree. <laughs> Everyone has their own tree. I just recalled that like a few days ago and I was like, oh God, yeah. So um, it's, yeah. So yes, it was racist. Did I experience it? 
partly. Was it that bad that I had to leave? No. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember once also in the first six months when I was just finishing my preparatory uh, education uh, where they were teaching us the language, I came out from I, I came out from a shop and then mm-hmm. you know while I was work while I was walking, this other guy is walking towards me and he asks me like uh as a comet sir so basically asking me, hey, can we can we get to know each other? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been taught not to talk to strangers. Right. <laughs> and he Probably a good thing. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, I, I just, I just kind of ignored and just continued walking. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy turns around and he starts walking behind me. Mm. I get nervous. I start, I start, you know, speeding up. He starts speeding up. I started running. I, started <laughs> running. <laughs> I ran as if it was, oh God. Anyway, I, I, I ran until my hostel and he followed me. Mm. And you know, that time, um, at that time, there were stories of people being beaten up. Um, right. Yeah. So definitely racist at that time. Mm-hmm. But once I learned the language and I could talk with the people mm-hmm. um, and respond, it would shock them. So yes. they become nicer. So I, I'm a strong believer that if you if you go to Rome, learn mm-hmm. the language, and once you start talking the language with the people, they will tend to take you as their own. In mm. some shape or form. So integration. Integration, yeah. Um, integration is that's that's powerful. Yeah. That yeah. is so interesting. One thing that I one thing that you know stands out for me is that I didn't know I was black before I left Kenya. Oh. I honestly did not know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I left Kenya and then I learned, oh God, I'm black. You're like, oh and- shit, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So wow. it yeah. was it was racist, but um yeah, I think I I I I managed to overcome it. Uh, right. First of all, I ignored it for a while. You know, mm-hmm. like someone will make a comment like, "Hey, Jacolata," you know, mm-hmm. and um, and and sometimes you know it feels good, right? Because hey, they're recognizing me. But then, right. if you start having that every damn day of your life, everyone looking you at you, get here. Yeah, you get so tired, right? It's like you're this unique thing that is walking around, and you're like, "Okay, when will I feel at home?" Um, right. Yeah, but uh, I I learned to ignore it. Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I think that's why I don't really have that many racist experiences because I learned to ignore them and maybe just laugh them off, which is not a good thing. But maybe it was just my defense mechanism. It's your cop. It's your coping mechanism. Yeah, right. Yeah. What we want, yeah. what we're fighting for, is the world in which this doesn't happen at all. Yeah, oh. and. Where you and, and I have to walk on needles and, yeah. and stuff like that. I have to make choices like this every day. Exactly. And honestly, I did not have a choice. No. I had to get my education full stop. And you had to succeed. You, I, had, I had to remain, do my years <laughs> and succeed. So yeah, that's a lot of gonna, pressure. If they're going to be racist to me, but they'll still give me a good education. That was something that I was willing to, to endure. To take. Yeah. trade-offs yeah. yeah wow it's it's a reality right it's it's our reality so yeah. I also felt the same that I could I had no I couldn't fail 
failure was not an option (laughs) at all. I'd be in the streets, right? (laughs) No, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'd be in the streets and stuff like that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let's get into your career. Yeah. Um. So. Tell us how you got to where you are. So, you know, you studied in Russia, you studied telecommunications engineering. How did you go from there to where you are right now with a very fascinating job title (laughs) (laughs) that I loved when I saw it? And we're going to tell people about it in a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So that's one of the reasons as to why I say that I wouldn't change anything with, you know, with regards to going to Russia is I ended up in a university whereby for four years, I did not know that there was a Cisco Academy at the ground floor. So one year to the end of my studies, you know, Mm -hmm. at that time you're thinking, oh God, what am I going to be? What am I going to do when I go home? How do I get a job? Because, you know, there were so many horror stories that, hey, people are looking for jobs and not being able to get one. People Mm -hmm. even with PhDs don't have jobs. And I was already, you know, panicking and thinking, okay, so I'm supposed to be going back home next year or so. Right. Um, what am I going to do? And then I saw this, uh, I saw this uh, Cisco Academy and I was just interested. I just went, I knocked on the door and I said, Hey, may I please speak with the director and the lady at the door. First of all, was shocked because, Hey, she <laughs> and, uh, and two, she was like, what, what's it about? I said, it's something private. She looks at me, but she's like, okay, uh, he's there. He's at the coffee place. Uh, mm-hmm. Go, go right go go straight through and I and I went to to him his name is Vladimir Sullivan and I told him so we started talking you know he's very pleased he offers me coffee and then I tell him like hey uh, I see that you have a Cisco Academy over here I think it has something to do with networking I do not know what it is about but I was wondering whether I could sit in for some of your classes I currently do not have any money to pay for it (laughs) (laughs) but would you please allow me to sit in the classes Mm -hmm. and and he's he's like of course uh yes let's do that and it was twice I think it was twice a week Mm -hmm. after um after classes so after my uni classes at around I think 6 p.m I would go to the Cisco Academy uh for I think three to four hours mm-hmm. where, where they would teach us, you know, uh, things about networking. And I had my router and my switches and I was so, so fascinated by the gear, you know, like connecting the pieces, creating the cables and learning how, what networking is all about. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. um, I thought, okay, so this, this is something that I actually want to do. So that's that's basically how I found my passion in networking. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the course, there can, was can you, this... Can you, uh, let me stop you a little bit. Can you define networking in this case? I'm pretty sure people listening would be like okay. thinking something entirely different. <laughs> yeah, so networking, okay, so networking is a part of technology that deals with the interconnectivity of devices. Mm -hmm. So if let's say you have someone in the US and someone in Russia or in Kenya, and they need to communicate, their voice somehow has to pass through some devices in the cloud. Okay. uh, So that Mm -hmm. it can, you know, so that they can communicate. So networking deals with that interconnectivity of those devices that you do not see. Got it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I thought yeah. you went to the basement and had drinks with people. 
Sounds like oh. that. Oh. <laughs> We're like, I want to join this class of like talking to people, networking. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so um, at the end of the course, there was this, th- th- there was this um, competition. Mm-hmm. And I took part in the competition. And as I mentioned, I'm Kenyan, right? So the problem with that was that I, I did win. I, I did get an award for it, which was offered to the top five uh, people. I think I got the will to win award. That basically <laughs> means that I was a loser, but I still got an award, I guess. <laughs> got a participation. <laughs> participation. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But really, um, I, did, I did do well. I, mm-hmm. I got the, uh, the, the will to win award. And what I noticed is that everyone else was actually invited to work in Cisco at that time. Mm. but I had a scholarship so it's not and and in Russia if you have if you're a student you cannot work it's not like in the U.S. oh really yes girl you are not even on the campus Mm -mm. no so you cannot get paid work so yeah I was you know I was I was distraught that hey, I've I've done well. Everyone else is getting is getting a position. Why can I not get it? Anyway, I forgot about it, and then uh, I think in August I I got sick and I was in hospital at one point, and I I get to know like after several days or I don't know I, I saw my email at one point and I saw an email from Selivano saying that hey, someone in Cisco is looking for you. Uh, they've been looking for you. Have you not seen your emails? Mm-hmm. And apparently they were off offering me an internship oh wow so, yeah so so and, and that was I think like seven eight months down the line so eight. It, okay yeah we had it had been some time so anyway um I did get internship to Cisco and that is what launched my career in networking I did a few wow. years I did I think one and a half years in Cisco and then uh-huh. I started doing this small um companies small mm-hmm. medium-sized companies and then I ended up in an American company um and yeah that basically just launched my my career mm-hmm. and uh, we decided at one point that we wanted to move from Russia and we were thinking okay let's move maybe to Australia or something but um so that's but- that's you and your partner so yeah, by this that's time me you and my up. husband. Yeah, ah, I, 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 I got married. Uh, so ah, okay, <laughs> we skip that part. <laughs> <laughs> Let's skip that one. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, with with my husband, uh, my husband is Russian. So we decided, okay, let's uh, let's move out mm-hmm. to to a country. And at that time, Palo Alto Networks in the Netherlands was hiring, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I did some interviews, and they decided that they wanted to take me. Um, I knew that I was. Because I, at that time, I was a senior network engineer in my company, so right. I was already mm-hmm. like you know, I was I was in a good in a good position at that particular point. Right. But I knew that I wanted to move into some. At, at least back in the days, they were saying that um, networking, as it was, was as in you you gonna die if you if you don't revamp yourself if you're not going to the cloud or you're not going to so the technology was advancing right yes yes technology was advancing and you needed to learn something else so I decided okay instead of instead of me remaining as a network engineer I'd like to explore security Mm -hmm. how do I get into security I, I I thought that okay the easiest way for me to get into security is to do a technical support engineer role 
Okay. And that's how I ended up in Palo Alto Networks. I, I joined their TAC, which is a technical assistance center that mm-hmm. helps you know, when, uh, that that helps other people with setting up their firewalls, troubleshooting their firewalls, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with breaches and stuff like that. So that's that's how I ended up in security. Yeah, mm, love it. So now you're a threat hunter. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I literally do that for a living. Tell um, me, tell me, tell <laughs> us more about that. Yeah, so, yeah, so I left, I left Palo Alto Networks after some years, and now I'm currently in IBM as a threat mm-hmm. hunter. And that basically just means that I, I proactively look for threats or attackers within the network. So okay. threats that might have been missed by security solutions, you know, because they do fail at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you, you're like the last pair of eyes. Okay. In case things fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So that makes you, so that's the thing. When I first, when we first talked about this, right, it was such a unique path that you've taken and yeah. a unique role, which is why it's so significant that you're a black woman in this space. Yeah. So, being in the space uh, as the as a black woman and one of very very few, what has that been like for you? It's been a blessing mm-hmm. and a curse. <laughs> I don't want to say it. <laughs> it's it's it, it's good and bad, right? Uh-huh. It depends on the day. There, there'll be people who shortchange you because hey, you're black, so they don't trust that gonna, you can do your job. They they don't think that you can do your job. Mm-hmm. Or if if it, if they can do if you can do your job, you can do it cheaper. So it's 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 a really exciting journey to be in, mm-hmm. and it also comes with its challenges, which I have learned to look away, like you did yeah. with Russia. Yeah, it taught me that you know not <laughs> You're like, everything. I've been around this before. Not you know, everything needs my attention. Nothing. Exactly, not everything needs my attention, um, and. Yeah, I it is it is an enjoying journey. Uh, it is something that is challenging, but I have learned to speak up. Mm-hmm. So one of the things is that you know I was always like, yeah, um, I would just listen and be submissive. I'm like, no, now mm-hmm. I speak up. I'm like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how it's supposed to be. And I've just learned to find my voice. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's so inspiring. <laughs> so inspiring, by the way. So so then you have also found your voice in another way more recently with your yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that. What um what are you talking about on your podcast? Okay, so um we formed the pod. So I formed the, fo- the podcast with two other ladies. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, there was one of them is Jennifer. Jennifer told me like, hey, Faith, I think we should do a podcast. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, girl, what, are pe- what do people want to listen from me? And I'm like, hey, yeah, I, have nothing, <laughs> I have nothing to offer. And then I spoke uh, at one point, I also spoke with Dawn and she's like, hey, we should do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, God, these people want to put me into podcasts. <laughs> So if, so I'm like, okay, but if this girl thinks that I should do a podcast and this other girl 
thinks that I should do a podcast. It probably means that I definitely should do a podcast and I should bring them together. So I decided, okay, that that I was going to collaborate with both of them. And that's how our podcast was born. And um, yeah, the podcast is out of ban and we basically try to advance cognitive diversity in cybersecurity. Okay. Uh, we are not just women focused. We try to make cybersecurity accessible for all. Mm-hmm. So we bring in different people like at this particular point we have a series whereby we are discussing a day in the life of okay. um, several security professionals and the the thing that what we're trying to change is what happened to us like mm-hmm. you know you say that oh faith you're a threat hunter no one knows what a threat hunter is right mm-hmm. you would like to at least hear from a threat hunter what exactly it is uh, how, how do they go th- how, how is their day like what qualities how did they get there so that's basically what we're trying to do uh just bring you a little bit more diversity and voice in cybersecurity that's very cool what has been the reception so far yeah it's I think it's uh, it's been good. I as I mentioned, right? I didn't think that uh, anyone would want to hear anything that mm. I had to say, right? Yes. Uh, but <laughs> we've had feedback whereby you know people write to us and they're like, "Oh wow, thank you. Please keep going. You know, you help me understand X, Y, Z." So it, it's good. It is time consuming, and you know, it's right. something that you do need to um, have in mind before you start a podcast. That it doesn't just you know, <laughs> don't well. I know <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but um, so far, so good. Learning. I didn't know how to edit uh, videos mm. and stuff, and <laughs> I do the editing, and you know, it's 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 good. It's um, it's a really it. good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're bringing, um, you know, what you're saying, just making networking accessible, right? Yeah, yeah. For a lot of other, a lot of other people out there. I did yeah. notice though that you mentioned. Well, your first misgiving about it was, uh, nobody wants to hear from me. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing to say, right? Right. Um, so let's talk yeah. about that a little bit because <laughs> for the kind of journey you've heard, yeah. and I, I, my mind is blown right now. Of course, <laughs> we want to hear from you. That's imposter syndrome, right? A little bit rearing its head. So what is your experience with that beyond Uh, you just talked about? (laughs) um, You know, you, I think I'm doing better now. Mm -hmm. And I won't lie. I think IBM has helped me um, in that sense, because when I joined the company, I joined also a group of women. uh, So uh, women in cybersecurity, women in security, exiling mm-hmm. and in IBM they it's it's not just about the work it's mm-hmm. about it's it's about the people also right um, okay and I I learned that yeah bra- self-branding is important I learned that you need to keep yourself you need to get yourself out there I am mm-hmm. so terribly uncomfortable with that but that's mm-hmm. something that I have learned to overcome and it has really helped me in in growing that way. So, yeah. I love it. So the company is invested in also your personal development. Yes. Obviously, well. you know, obviously there's, uh, it, it also depends on, <laughs> on, and so, yeah, it's a big on stuff. But yes, it is a big company and there are very many opportunities. And uh-huh. I have been lucky so far that I have, I have seen opportunities and I have gone for them and I have, um you know, I have uh, interacted with people, mm-hmm. like, you know, 
like my 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 two girls in uh, out of band who who are also invested in working on stuff like that so right that's that's great that you have this sense of belonging there because i think that's yeah. really the key right for for all yeah, of yeah. us to do our best to show up and do our best work every yes day. yes yes i think that is very important being able yeah. to just bring yourself and you companies know. have a huge role to play in that and 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 back to the discussion with imposter syndrome right as i mentioned that i do battle with it a lot and uh, you know, when i when i mention ibm i don't say that everything is rosy like last year i remember being in a one person actually asking why are you here kind of thing you know <laughs> so, i'm like why are you here <laughs> exactly so it's it's something that you always need to remind yourself that hey i'm here because of a b c d mm-hmm. i'm here because you're I, badass exactly i'm here because you can look <laughs> at my resume and you know fill the dots right. but um sometimes you know you just take get taken aback by such comments and you're like mm-hmm. why am i here <laughs> right just that question yeah. yourself yeah 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 but one one thing that has that has helped me and that is helping me get out of it is i have I have people, you know, reach out to me on on LinkedIn. I mm-hmm. have several people who send me notes like even from Kenya and they're like, "Hey, how do I get into that? I see that you're doing this. What does it entail?" It is see. I believe that you cannot be something that you do not see. So, exactly. in your own sense or in my in my little way, I'm impacting people who were just like me, not knowing what they could be or what they can be. It, And so even though I feel sometimes as an imposter like hey what am I talking about why am I even here I understand that by being here I'm mm-hmm. helping someone else representation the power yeah. of representation It definitely matters I love it yeah. oh my god ah <laughs> faith <laughs> I could talk yeah, to girl. you all day <laughs> yeah What book have you read that you okay. loved that has had an impact on you personal or professional? Okay. Uh so let's let's say actually the 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 book that I have just finished reading um mm-hmm. what is it the culture map. This right. this I it, I cannot say that it has had an impact on me mm-hmm. because I have just finished reading it but right. I was like why did I not read this book in the beginning yeah. you know because I have been working in a multicultural environment and mm-hmm. it really does help understanding how do people think from different cultures it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're putting them in a box mm-hmm. but you would know how to interact better with them because you know how they think yes you know? uh so an example is like i i tend to be i i think i tend to be very russian so i'm very direct i do mm-hmm. not sugarcoat my stuff <laughs> yeah. but it's never with a malicious intent i just say whatever i'm thinking <laughs> right. so is is russian directness different from uh dutch directness no No, okay. <laughs> so if it didn't work. One in the same. <laughs> yeah, the only difference is maybe one. Do you just with, is that your delivery? The, I feel like the delivery of Eastern Europeans is with this stoic face. This very stoic yeah. look. So it's yeah. more intense. Yeah. Even if it's like not that yeah. 
not that intense. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, when my husband tells me, um, he's Russian, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, us guys are bubbly, right? Uh, he calls us people from warm countries. So <laughs> us... <laughs> We are. Us, 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 us guys are bubbly and you know we're always smiling and stuff and he tells uh-huh. me that faith do you, do you know in russia if you're smiling you're crazy <laughs> and then in the culture map book i read i actually you know i thought that he was making things up like why, yeah. is, he, why is he always telling me you know why are you smiling yeah. <laughs> and in the culture map book i read that if you're smiling you're crazy or you're not, or you're an american <laughs> so yeah okay let me cut that one out <laughs> but yeah guilty guilty yeah. yeah so um no as in I yeah I guess the only difference is that I have a smile but mm-hmm. okay you tend to be very direct. directness but with a smile love it exactly so just learning how different people carry themselves out like in the US for example if you're going to give a pre- presentation first put the bluff uh, put the bluff right what's what's the tldr uh of this what, what's the conclusion start with the conclusion right. in mind that was the conclusion then, mm-hmm. exactly and then you can you can go to your story but in, in in russia it's normally the opposite right the conclusion is gonna be in the end because i'll first of all give you all the story about it okay so just you know knowing knowing these subtle things would have really helped me when uh, navigating my multicultural experience but now right. i know so that's a very impactful book oh, you I never stop learning right exactly <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What three words would you describe yourself with? Ooh, three words. I tend to be very resilient. That's mm-hmm. that's definitely something. Mm-hmm. I um ambitious. Ambitious. And I pride myself as a hard worker. Hard worker. I know people say don't work hard, but, work smart, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, you work hard. Whatever, girl. <laughs> I love it. Oh, wow. girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Faith, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Maybe one last thing would be, what would be three pieces of advice you have for other women of color out there in the corporate world? Just go for it. Go for um, it. Yeah. Uh, give it a try. You definitely do not have to be the best person. Um, mm-hmm. There is always those that will be better than you or those that will doubt you or those that will look down on you and think, what the hell are you here? Mm-hmm. But if you are full of integrity and you know what you that you can actually do the job, just go for it. That's that's the first thing that I that I can think of. And then I learned this very late because I got my mentor last year. Oh, um, so <laughs> get a mentor mm, okay, and an ally. Those two will definitely help you. Along Sorry, what, what was the second one? An ally. An ally. Okay. Yeah. Mentor and ally. Yeah. And, and the third one. Yeah. Okay. The, the third one that I had was. Yeah, I, I think it's advice that I uh, learned wh- when I was in Russia and really like on the verge of giving up. And it's based out of the Invictus mm-hmm. poem um, mm-hmm. recited by Nelson Mandela. So it's it, it matters not how straight the gate, 
how charged the punishments the scroll mm-hmm. i am the master of my fate mm-hmm. i am the captain of my soul okay so i have i have had that you know i i think that is a point that i remembered when i was really at like the lows of lows mm-hmm. and that just kept me going like i am the master of whatever's happening to me and mm-hmm. i i can i can drive myself out of it I mean, we could just stop the podcast now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. Yeah. Faith, this was such a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It, people want to hear from you. I promise <laughs> you. All my guests are amazing, right? And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of doing this podcast. But every single story always reminds me why this matters so much. Yeah. And thank you for making the time and for sharing how much like it's it's just I have all these things in my head now that I'm like oh my god (laughs) thank you thank you I will be rooting for you and everything but yeah I absolutely loved having you on the show thank you thanks for having me That's it from me this week. Thanks to my wonderful guest Faith for sharing her story on B Squared C. I would love to hear your thoughts on Faith's story. Is there something in there that resonated with you? Come over to the B Squared C Instagram and LinkedIn pages um, and let me know. If you like what you heard, go ahead and give this podcast five stars wherever you're listening to it from. Don't forget to share it with your network. In a couple of weeks' time, I'll be back with a reflection on some of the things that um, Faith and I talked about. There are so many gems, I don't even know where to start. But until then, I am your host, Nancy. Be safe, be empowered, and stay inspired.